This is Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. The views and opinions expressed on this show are not necessarily those of this station. Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO on VOCM. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden. Thanks so much for tuning in today. On today's show, well, it's November, and that means Financial Literacy Month. And this year marks the 13th annual Financial Literacy Month here in Canada. The theme this year, managing your money in a changing world. And let's face it, things are changing. And if there was ever a time to grow your financial knowledge, it certainly is now. So joining me with advice on how you can do just that is Doretta Thompson. She's the Director of Social Impact and Financial Literacy Leader for CPA Canada. And Julie Kuzmik, Senior your compliance officer for consumer advocacy at Equifax Canada. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me today. Great to be here with you. Yeah, we have a lot to get to, but I think before we jump in, you've both have been on the show several times. I'm not sure we've really ever talked to listeners about what you guys are actually doing in your role. So, Doretta, maybe I'll start with you. Can you share a little bit more about CPA Canada and your role as the Director of Social Impact and Financial Literacy Leader? I'd be happy to. Um, as as our financial literacy program at, uh, at CPA Canada has been running for over a decade now and it really is a great honor to be able to lead it. It is a completely free program um, developed purely in the public interest. We have 7,500 registered CPA volunteers across the country who deliver financial literacy um, sessions. I like to say anywhere people gather and learn, we can provide you with a CPA to help you learn about money. Um, And really our goal is to help Canadians make better financial decisions decisions by providing plain language, um, straightforward information that has no marketing, no uh, advertising, nothing attached to it except really wanting to help you understand money better. Yeah, it's great. And I know CPA Canada, I refer to your website quite often on the show, right, as a source that people can go to for this information, Doretta. And also, I know you do several different podcasts, again, to help educate people on on different things with regards to money. So, so very important. And and you're certainly doing a great job. And Julie, if you can share a little bit more about Equifax Canada and your role as a senior compliance officer for consumer advocacy. Sure. Equifax is one of the two main credit bureaus in Canada. The other one is TransUnion. And what the credit bureaus do is receive information from lenders and creditors about people's financial accounts that they have with those lenders and creditors. And it's mostly related to the payments. Are people making their payments on time? Are people um, bringing down their balance? Are they staying under their credit limit on something like a credit card? That information gets collected into a credit report. And each one of us who's using credit in Canada would typically have a credit report at both of the major bureaus. So that's what Equifax does as a bureau. Um, Myself as a compliance officer, I am focused on making sure that we are following all the different rules and regulations that are set out for us as a credit bureau. But I'm also focused on advocating for consumers within our framework. So I want to make sure that people feel as confident as they can in making their credit-related decisions and navigating the credit system. 
Yeah, and it's definitely complex, right, for many. And, you know, you may, people may think of it as, as being fairly simple. You're applying for a loan or you're applying for some source of credit like credit cards and, and they review your application and, and you get approved. But there's so much more for people to know and, and to consider. So very important role that you have. I'm glad, I'm sure that listeners will be glad out there that you are advocating for them um, from that perspective. So as mentioned, November's Financial Literacy Month in Canada and Financial Literacy Month was first launched back in 2011. The goal of the month was to raise awareness around financial knowledge and know-how because the more you know and understand, of course, the better equipped you are when it comes to making the decisions around your financial health and well-being. And improving the financial skills of Canadians really is a key focus of the federal government and was the reason behind its national strategy for financial literacy, Count Me in Canada, which was launched back in 2015. It continues to be a focus today and we know that the Financial Consumer Agency of Canada, the FCAC, updated the national strategy back in 2021, creating the new six-year strategy, Make Change That Counts. So I'm going to start, I think, with the obvious question today, Doretta. Why is financial literacy so important, especially today? I think that with inflation rising, with the complexity of financial um, products and services, with also um, social media and marketing sophistication, all of those things create an environment where the gap between people's expectations of what is possible to do with their money, et cetera, um, it's too easy to get into debt. And um, and there are systemic uh, economic forces right now that are really affecting people's ability to have a healthy lifestyle yeah, from a it, financial it, perspective. It is important, right? There's so much um, information out there, right? So for people trying to navigate what information is applicable to them, what information is even accurate, right? I mean, anyone can put anything really on social media, right? So it is so important that people are educating themselves with trusted sources. I think Canadians are doing a better job, I think, when it comes to growing their financial skills. However, we continue to see surveys that show that many are still struggling when it comes to financial literacy. And this lack of financial know-how impacts financial decision-making and I think, therefore, overall financial health of Canadians. So, Julie, this week, Equifax Canada released its latest survey. Can you share some of the key highlights from your survey and what they're telling us about the financial literacy of Canadians? One of the first things that we learned is that nearly half of all of the people in Canada who were polled say that they have never received any financial education. And at the same time, a similar number, nearly half, are worried about paying off their debt, their mortgages, their student loans, but less than 20% have actually sought professional advice or counseling for managing their debt. And one of the things that really stood out for me is that when you look at the younger cohort of adults, so those between ages of 18 and 34, close to half of them seem to be more likely to rely on social media for financial education 
compared with 22% of the overall population of respondents. So we are seeing in that younger group, and it, it may not be much of a surprise, but I think it's an important indicator for those of us who are trying to get the correct information out there, that people are believing what they're seeing on social media. So we need to be focused on getting the right information there. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not surprised by that, right? I mean, we know that many uh, younger Canadians are going to social media, you know, outlets like Facebook and TikTok even, right? And it is important that they are, I guess, looking at more than that when they're trying to educate themselves and make sure that they are getting credible sources and reliable sources of, of information. But like you said, Julie, it's also important that those credible sources like CPA Canada, like Equifax are using those mediums to uh, to get their information out to those people. So, Doretta, when you hear surveys like this, what's your reaction? And I know, you know, I get a sense of how Canadians are doing through your Financial Literacy Community Connect Network program. Can you speak to what you and your team are hearing or observing in these sessions? Um, first of all, like you, not surprised by these results. Um, and, and I think that some of it is changing, which is good news. I mean, when we hear that nearly half of uh, younger adults are on social media, they're also getting a little wiser about social media, although there is significant work to be done um, to make sure that there are credible sources, etc. Good news about financial literacy education is that it is now mandated in schools all across the country. And hopefully over time, that's going to change things. But I think that there are some really serious issues that we need to think about um, and how we educate people and how we help people learn comfortably about money. Because, you know, Nancy, as you and I have talked about a number of times, um, it's like money becomes the last taboo and you don't talk about it and you particularly don't talk about it if you're in trouble. Um, So you have issues like uh, just the sheer complexity of the system Um, and then the fact that when people do get into debt or under financial stress, they don't always make good decisions. Um, And that's not, it's not sort of on them in a sense. I mean, the brain is only capable of making so many good decisions at a time. And the research shows that that financial, the the impact of financial stress is enormous. Um, And we know that it's growing right now. So for people who are in these situations, the people who never check their credit reports, the people who've never had formal education, Um, people who get into trouble. It's really important to um, find out where you can get good, reliable information that that you know is verifiable, um, that you know is coming from a good source. I have to say... You know, when I there, there are some financial uh, folks out there um, using social media very well who are very skilled, very good at what they do. But there are a lot of other people that are suddenly giving information on financial things because they are influencers, period. And distinguishing between those is incredibly, incredibly important. And it's going to get more and more important. Um, at if, I mean, if we think things are complex right now, just wait till AI starts playing with some of these things on social media, et cetera. It, it is a very, very concerning uh, potential scenario. 
Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more, right? It's it's so important to, to get the right information out there and, and to make sure that people are looking at, to more than one source, right? To make sure that they're verifying maybe some of the things that they're looking at. And, you know, AI has some great potential, but there's lots of things I agree that, you know, cause me a little bit of pause, right? When I'm, when I'm thinking about what the capabilities are. Well, there's lots of more data out there and several surveys that I want to cover off uh, with you both. So we're going to get into that when we come back. Please stay with us. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Doretta Thompson. She's the Director of Social Impact and Financial Literacy Leader for CPA Canada, and Julie Kuzmik, Senior Compliance Officer for Consumer Advocacy at Equifax Canada. So ladies, we've been talking about Financial Literacy Month, of course. Uh, November is Financial Literacy Month here in Canada. And we started to talk about um, the survey that Equifax Canada recently put out, but I want to make note of a couple of other surveys that focus on how Canadians are doing when it comes to financial literacy, because it sets up the discussion, I think, for the remainder of the show and and the need for Canadians to be doing more to grow their financial know-how. So one recent survey shows that one in five people at 21% consider themselves financially literate. Half at 50% believe that they are somewhat financially literate. However, when asked to self-assess how financially literate they are based on their understanding of how various financial instruments work, less than half at 45% considered themselves literate with any of them. And while six in 10 at 60% admit to having a personal or monthly budget, I think that's, that's actually higher than I've seen in the past. So that's promising less than one third at 29% have taken an education course about finance or personal budget management. Another recent survey from TD bank shows that nearly three quarters at 70% of parents don't feel prepared to support their kids financial literacy and six in 10 at 60% admit to making mistakes with finances due to a lack of financial education in their own childhood. Nearly three in five at 58% of Canadian parents say they frequently worry about their children's future with the overwhelming majority at 89% agreeing that they would feel more confident about it if their child had improved financial knowledge before their teenage years. So, Dreda, I know this is a passion for you, right? As financial literacy leader, what's your reaction when you hear surveys like this? And should we be concerned about that? Um, Again, you know, not surprised, uh, maybe a little bit um, about the the level of people who say they have a personal or monthly budget. As you say, that's that's promising. Um, But I think the truth is that Money, as I say, is is kind of taboo and kind of difficult to talk about. People are very guilty and feel um, ashamed of money mistakes they've made rather than saying, hmm, that's a mistake I'm not going to make again, and sort of taking ownership from it and moving on. It's really hard because money stands for so much um, in in our in our society, we've been doing um, you know we've been doing uh, workshops, for example, on how to teach your kids about money, and we have a book on how to teach your kids about money, uh, which is 
people have found really, really helpful in engaging their children, their adolescents. And one of the things we've learned from the sessions that we do, and we do um, sessions in schools all across Canada, kids are fascinated by money. If you have a huge opportunity to teach them um, about something that they're very, very, very interested in. And so the reticence of parents to really explore that is really kind of unfortunate because you know what it's like with kids, right? You you want to strike while the iron is hot. You want to get them really engaged at a time when they are really like little sponges, sponge, uh, you know, sucking up things, sucking up information, um, knowledge. So school programming is exciting. Um, but I think that the key there is providing the support to people um, that to to learn about financial literacy education, to remove the shame, to create safe spaces to talk about money. I cannot emphasize how important that is. Um, we need to be able to talk about money in a very straightforward, um, let's learn this stuff and let's not make our past mistakes again. Uh, but it's very, very hard to separate that out when you're in difficult circumstances. No, absolutely. It's hard sometimes. Um, like you, many clients will tell me they feel uh, shame or they feel alone, right? Or they feel like, you know, they don't want to admit that they've gotten themselves into the situation. Although many did not get, I say in quotes, right, themselves into the situation. There's life events, there's, you know, things that um, were unexpected. And I think today with the rising cost of living and interest rates it was a perfect storm it's nothing I don't think that anyone could have effectively necessarily um, planned for right so there's so many people struggling and it's not necessarily um, at their own hand we'll, we'll, we'll say right and I think educating and talking more about it um, is going to be helpful in reducing that that stress well the theme behind this year's financial literacy month as we said is managing your money in a changing world with a key focus on equipping Canadians with practical tips and tools to help them manage their debt. And let's face it, things really are changing. And Julie, Canadians are facing some really big changes and challenges right now due to inflation, like I said, and, and rising interest rates. So Julie, do you feel considering the current economic clients, climate sorry, that financial literacy and growing your financial knowledge is more important than ever for Canadians? Well, of course, <laughs> that is uh, absolutely the case. But also, I, I think it's important to remember that growing our financial knowledge doesn't always have to be about reading a, a big intimidating book or uh, setting out to take a course on financial concepts. Often it is just as simple as I'm, I'm coming up for needing a new car. I know I'm going to have to finance that car or lease a car. So maybe I'll just spend 10 minutes in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee, just researching a bit about what the options are and who's offering a, a decent interest rate right now for that sort of thing. Often there can be just a, a few little bits of effort that you put in that can really help you as you come towards needing to make larger financial decisions. 
Yeah, I love that, right? Sort of um, taking it like a baby step at a time, right? Because it can be overwhelming to think, oh, I need to I need to read this book or, you know, I'm going to need hours to, to research these things. But bite-sized things, like you said, 10 minutes with your coffee, looking at something, reading a little bit at a time, you know, getting when you go to bed, take 10 minutes to, to read something, maybe instead of, um, you know, your favorite book a couple of nights a week, you you look at something that's going to help you with your, your finances. So I love that that idea you know, making it easier for people to, to get the knowledge by making it more bite-sized. Well, as they normally do, SCAC has come up with weekly sub-themes in the hopes that Canadians will focus on financial literacy month. So I want to get into some of these sub-themes. So this week to kick off the month, the recommendation is to take the pulse of your financial health and check up on your debt. And there's no doubt that taking stock of your financial situation has never been more important than right now. Inflation and higher interest rates, as we keep saying are impacting the financial health of so many Canadians. So Doretta, what are some ways our listeners can do this? Take the pulse of their their overall financial health and debt. I think the first thing is to do that 360 look of your financial situation. What money is coming in, what money is going out. Since so many transactions happen electronically now, you can actually you know, probably look at, look, um, look back at where you're, uh, where all your money's gone. You know, we used to tell people to track your spending for three or four months. Um, and that's still a very good idea um, to go through the activity of doing that. But um, you can also do it sort of retroactively by looking back at, at your spending. And first thing that I would say is don't be afraid. Um, resisting that I don't want to know how bad it is um, is really, really important because you really want to understand where you stand right now. You can't make good decisions for moving forward until you actually know what the landscape looks like. So draw yourself a little picture of, um, you know, this is all the money coming in. These are all my absolute mandatory expenses going out. Take a look at what your debt is. Understand uh, the interest you're paying on the different debt, etc. Just get that picture in sharp focus. Once you've got it in focus, then you're able to move on to the next step of identifying places you can save money, places where you really need to focus on on paying down, um, and make those kind of priority decisions on what to do next. Yeah, it's so important. I couldn't agree more, right? You want to see where you've been, what the landscape is today to help you plan and and set out a path uh, for how to make things better going forward. And, you know, looking at your budget, looking at your current debt loads, you know, really understanding what your monthly payments are, interest rates, so you can make a plan on what makes sense to try to to tackle first. Um, Great first steps. And I know another important thing in looking at your overall financial health is looking at your credit report. So I'm going to get Julie to talk about that when we come back please stay with us get lost in the music of legendary artists like elton john the beatles and more join claudette barnes every sunday from 12 to 1 p.m and relive fond memories through the power of music with sunday melodies on your vocm 
Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money with Nancy Snedden. I am Nancy Snedden, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. I'm joined today by Joretta Thompson. She's the Director of Social Impact and Financial Literacy Leader for CPA Canada. And Julie Kuzmik, Senior Compliance Officer for Consumer Advocacy at Equifax Canada. So the focus today is Financial Literacy Month. And, you know, it's marked in November every year in Canada. This year's theme is Managing Your Money in a Changing World. And as I mentioned in the last segment, the FCAC has weekly themes uh, to go out throughout the month of November. This week's theme, take the pulse of your financial health and check up on your debt. And Julie, you know, one of the best ways I think to do that, right, really having a look at your, your debt and what the expectations are around it, how you're doing from an overall credit health is looking at your credit report. So can you explain the benefits of knowing and reviewing your credit report and what it says about you? Yeah, so let's start with a quick reminder of what your credit report is. This is the document that contains the information that has been sent to the credit bureaus, being Equifax and TransUnion, by your creditors. So that is the lenders. If you have a car loan, if you have a mortgage, it could be a line of credit. Also, most credit cards will show up on there if you've got a Visa or MasterCard, American Express. And the information that is sent is related to your payments, your payment history, the amount of your payment, whether you've made late payments, and so on. There's also information on credit reports from collections agencies. If you've had an account that has gone uh, quite late, then that sometimes gets sent to a collections agency, and there might be information about that on your credit report as well. There's a couple really important things to, to know. I loved the point that Doretta made in the last segment about people being intimidated by starting to look at these things. There often is this sense of fear and like, oh, it's going to be terrible. I just would rather not look. One of the things that really helps people just take that step is to try to have a curious mind about it. I'm just going to take a look and see what it says. I don't necessarily have to do anything about it right now. I'm just going to be curious about it and take a look. The second important thing to know is that it's absolutely free for you to do that online with both the credit bureaus. So I highly recommend that people go online. You might need to make an account um, in order to get properly authenticated because we certainly don't want to be giving your credit report to somebody who claims to be you. So you need to create an account and, and just take a look at what it says. That's an excellent first step. No, absolutely. And, you know, knowledge is power. So like you said, even if, you know, step one is having a look at what you have there, it gives you the knowledge to know, okay, is there something that you need to, to continue to look at, continue to plan for, continue to set yourself up um, down the path of moving forward. Andretta, you mentioned as well in the last segment that, you know, you need to look at the past, you need to look at where you are today in order to sort of set yourself up to be able to move forward. So I want to focus a little bit about that right now, the moving forward piece. So setting your financial goals is, is recommended when it comes to improving your financial well-being. So Jordan, in your opinion, why is setting goals so important? And I guess part two, how important is it to set short and long-term goals and, and how do they really differ? Goal setting, I think, is 
one of the most important things that you can do to keep yourself focused on who you want to be and the life you want to live. I am a huge believer in um, aligning your financial goals with your values and what is really important to you. So long-term goals kind of give you a North Star uh, to make sure that you are prioritizing things in a way that aligns with your values and what you want to achieve in your life. Because remember, your finances are the enablers um, in many ways of how you are going to achieve that meaningful, purposeful life for yourself. The role of short-term goals is... Um, I mean, they, they roll up into long-term goals, obviously, but the, contribu- the contribution that your short-term goals make are twofold. First of all, they help you um, identify immediate problems and stop them from getting worse. The other thing they do is give you immediate sort of rewards that keep us I mean, life, life has to be lived. It's not about delaying everything forever. So having short-term goals that uh, both relieve stress, um, for example, paying off a very hard credit card bill, or, um, or reward you with something that's really important to you, but that you know, because we talked earlier about budgets, that you know you can afford because you've planned for it and you're ready for it. Yeah, I think that's some great advice. And, you know, I I always say, you know, people don't always put enough time and attention into their goal setting. And sometimes it's because they they don't think of it as important. Or sometimes people will say, look, I don't, I don't have enough money to be able to set goals, right? I'm just getting by day to day. But that stuff is, is I, I don't want to say it's not relevant for people, but it's not the reason not to set goals for yourself, right? You always want to have have something that you're working towards and, and trying to achieve, no matter how big, big or small. I agree with you, Dreda. It's one of the most important things that we can do for our financial well-being. And I think, Julie, something else that's important when we look at goal setting is making sure they're smart goals, right? Yeah, it's so common for people to think, well, yeah, I have a financial goal. I want to have more money or I want to have less debt. I want to be able to retire. Those are the financial goals that I have. And that's a great starting point. But unless you look at the details of your situation and actually put specifics around the goal, then it's just this theoretical thing that, yeah, I'd like to get there sometime. But you don't have the steps in mind of what it's going to take to get there. So maybe the goal is just paying down the debt on this one credit card because it's got high interest. So so I want to pay that down. A great starting point is to say, by when? When is it realistic for me to pay that down? And maybe it's going to take three years. That's okay. If that's how long it's going to take, you have that date in mind now that at that time, I am going to have this high interest debt paid off. So you want to make sure your goals are specific. You want them to be measurable. You want them to be achievable. And these are some of the aspects of what we call SMART goals, where SMART is is an acronym for all of these important 
aspects of setting goals that we can aim for. Absolutely. It's so important, right? And I, I love that you talked about it being realistic because, you know, sometimes people lose motivation when they're not achieving something. So you want to make sure that you're, you're setting goals for yourselves, that they are realistic and relevant to your, your situation, but you do want to make sure that you can measure your ability uh, to achieve them, like you said, right? And, and that you do put um, a time around it, right? You want to have it done by such and such a date so that you have something that you're shooting for. Well, later in the month, one of the other sub-themes is optimizing your financial health by managing your money to limit financial difficulty and improve your financial situation. So, Jada, what advice do you have for people on this? I think that um, protecting your financial rights is a very, very important thing that you have some clarity about. And I think that the work that FCAC is doing right now is really important. And I really recommend people take a peek at um, at Canada.ca on, on, the, on their financial literacy resources. Um, that can be a really scary place to go. Canada.ca is a huge, huge, huge website. They actually have some incredibly good resources um, that I can't, we recommend them all the time. Um, I think the thing about understanding your rights is really, it's really important to um, not to get manipulated and to understand what your responsibilities are and what the financial institutions, financial, if, if that's who we're talking about, their responsibilities are, um, to understand and, and not to fall into um, some of the predatory uh, stuff that's out there. Um, I think looking for help is really important. Um, the, you know, if you're particularly you're in serious debt situations, and this is where people really get, get sucked into terrible things, reach out for help, um, you know, with trustee, a, a licensed trustee is really important. Those first meetings are, are, are free. Um, they're also not-for-profit counseling, um, and they will, both trustees, not-for-profit uh, registered counselors, um, they will help you understand what these are if, if you're nervous about doing it yourself. I think it's really important not to hide. It's really important not to hide from the situation, um, but it's important to understand your situation and the options that are available to you. No, absolutely. And we did a poll recently uh, at BDO, and one of the things that people said is that they're not sure where to go, right? There was mm -hmm. such a high percentage of people that said they don't know what their options are, and that's why they haven't reached out for help. So to your point, Jordan, there's lots of things, lots of people out there advertising that they can help, but you want to make sure that it's a nonprofit registered credit counselor or a licensed insolvency trustee. Those are the people where you're going to get the best advice, the right advice, all the possible options that are out there for you uh, for free, right? The consultation is free. Knowing your options is absolutely free. There's no uh, upfront payment or no large payment that you that you need to make to get the advice and get yourself on, on a program that's going to help you get on top of your debt. Well, we've had so much great advice. There's still much more to come. We want to help you uh, see ways to grow your financial knowledge and skills. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Nutrition, exercise, keeping the cold at bay. Whatever keeps you feeling great, the Wellness and Healthy Lifestyle Show on your VOCM. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Your Money here on VOCM. I'm your host, Nancy Sneddon, Licensed Insolvency Trustee with BDO Canada right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. My guests today are Doretta Thompson. She's the Director of Social Impact and Financial Literacy Leader for CPA Canada. And Julie Kuzmik, Senior Compliance Officer for Consumer Advocacy at Equifax Canada. So as you've been hearing, it is November and that means Financial Literacy Month here in Canada. And the theme this year is managing your money in a changing world. So Doretta and Julie, you've been sharing so much great advice for our listeners, but I can't stress enough the importance of growing your skills. It should be top of mind all year, not just in November when Financial Literacy Month happens. The more you know and understand, the more sound financial decisions you're going to make, and that will lead to improved financial health and resilience. And I'm sure, Doretta, you agree with that. Yes, yes, of course. And, and I think the thing that people need to understand is that good financial health um, it has an enormous impact on your overall well-being, um, and there's there's really interesting research that shows this. Um, you know, even things like when you look under the hood of employee assistance programs. Um, on, on the kinds of services people use, the problems people uh, face, um, over 60% of them actually have a financial component or a financial driver behind them. So think what that stress kind of, sort of does. I think the thing about you know being honest and um, straightforward and focused and, and knowing and understanding your financial situation, the kind of impact that has is is not just you know financial stability, which is really important. Uh, it's also about giving yourself, um, you know, empowerment and control over decisions that you're making rather than feeling a victim and overwhelmed by them. Um, it can also help you avoid financial pitfalls about um, and, and falling victim to, um, you know, predatory uh, practices, scams, etc. Helps you build a future. Um, it can also really improve your your relationships. We know that money issues are one of the major causes of divorce, for example. So, you know, understanding is really understanding finances is really a core life skill today. Um, you, you become more adaptable to change, and in the end, um, being financially secure in a uh, in a reasonable in an appropriate way. Yeah, I think that that is so important. And and I do talk about that quite a bit as well on the show, Doretta, where, you know, it it may be, you know, your financial health, your financial stress, but it does lead to relationship problems, uh, problems with your your physical health, your mental health. Uh, It can also impact your ability to be productive in your job, right? Because you're thinking about this stuff when you're at work. So it really is a snowball, right? It's a trickle-down effect of, this financial stress can have. So getting knowledge and, and understanding how to deal with it is going to be helpful in so many ways. And Julie, you know, financial literacy month is November, right? It's when we put the push on for people to be thinking about those things, but I'm sure you would also agree that it is important to keep this stuff top of mind all year. So any uh, advice for how people can make sure they keep top of mind, continue the learning, you know, the benefits of having that improved financial know-how? Don't put it off. I think that's such an important thing for for people to keep in mind. I am sure that there is at least one person listening to this right now who is thinking, this doesn't apply to me. My finances are too much of a mess. I'm not going to go start learning things about financial literacy. Why would I do that when I have so much debt? 
And we're here to tell you that you are not alone and you can be sleeping better at night by going and getting some help. One of the top things that we hear after people have that first free confidential meeting with a licensed insolvency trustee like yourself, Nancy, or a registered credit counselor working for a not-for-profit, one of the first things that we hear and most common is, I wish I had done this sooner. So don't feel alone that there just is no way for things to get better for you. There always is a path forward. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's probably one of the most spoken phrases in my office is I wish I had come to see you sooner. And second to that is I didn't realize that this would be so easy. Right. So um, I, I think it's, you know, don't feel intimidated, reach out and, and you'll see that, you know, getting the help is easy. Right. And the process to, to getting a fresh start is not as difficult as you may uh, think it is. So great, great advice. So I want to talk a little bit now about some of those great tools and resources that are available. So, Jordi, you mentioned and I talk about as well on the show quite frequently that the FCAC has a great website. So, you know, you can just Google FCAC Canada or go to Canada.ca slash money. Uh, what can you tell listeners right about the resources available from CPA Canada? Um, oh, thanks, Nancy. Yes, we have a very wide range of resources you can get to through our financial literacy websites uh, at www.cpacanada.ca slash financial literacy. And um, I'd like to sort of mention a couple of things that I think would be helpful in the context of the conversation that we're having right now. Um, one of them, as I say, is our volunteer program where any place that, that is looking to, or any group of any kind that's looking to learn things about money. We have over 50 sessions that our volunteers offer um, and you can request a session right from our website. A second one that I would really recommend is our podcast. Uh, we have a podcast called Mastering Money. Um, it is um, you, you and uh, both Nancy and, and Julie both been guests on the podcast and the one I would particularly recommend that people look at is season seven which was released in March this year. It's on you and your debt. Um, and and the three episodes I'd really recommend are, are the interview with Nancy, which is episode two, and we talked about what to do when you're in over your head. Um, episode four, which is on death traps, which I did um, with what your colleague, Elan Kibble, and other series, and then Julie's series on um, Julie's episode that was on understanding your credit score. So it gives you a little bit of a deep dive into some of these topics. Um, and the third thing that I would mention is we have a wellness side where you can just fill in some questions and it will actually sort of produce a kind of personalized uh, study plan of um, here are areas where you can learn more about money and here are some of the resources that can help you. Great. That's a great list of resources, Retta. And everything there, I really say to our listeners, go seek it out. Um, listen to the podcast. Like Julie mentioned, your morning coffee, right? Let's start listening to the podcast. You can pause it, restart it, you know, when you have another 10, 15 uh, minutes to continue listening. Um, but, it, but it is really important and there's some great information and, and so many different avenues for you to take in the information. And Julie, many people think of Equifax Canada as a place they go to get their credit report, but there is an education and support area on the website as well, correct? 
That's right. There's a lot of different details there around what to do if you see something that looks inaccurate on your credit report, um, different uh, aspects of your credit report that go into the calculation of credit scores, um, information about how to help protect your identity or steps to take if you think your identity may have been stolen. And that's something that you might get some insight into when you get your free credit report as well. One of the most important things to look for is that you recognize all of the accounts that you see listed there. So you might see a MasterCard account that you think, well, I I don't even have a MasterCard. So how is there this MasterCard account that's on my credit report? Sometimes that's the result of an error where perhaps the uh, bank that was reporting it sent it in uh, with incorrect information. Sometimes it's the result of identity theft, where somebody actually used your details and went and applied for that MasterCard. And it's a great opportunity. You want to catch that as quickly as you can. You don't want to find out about that having happened when you're trying to renew your mortgage. And the bank is saying, well, wait a minute, there's a huge unpaid debt on on here that we see. Or when you're trying to secure that next car loan so that you can get to work tomorrow. And they're telling you you don't qualify because there's there's an item in collections here on this file. It may not be yours. So those are some other reasons to just get on there and take a look with that curious mind. No, I couldn't agree more. It's so important uh, to understand what's on your credit report and, and be mindful, right, of, of what is there and, and what should be there and what shouldn't be there. Um, like I said, it's it's a little late to see it when you're applying for credit and there's things there that you, you didn't say on top of. So some really great advice, like all the advice that you both have had for listeners today. We only have about two minutes left. So if I could ask each of you quickly to leave our listeners with a final thought today. Doretta, I'll start with you. I would say don't hide and don't do it alone. Get help. That that guilt can hold you back. That will not end well. So do it now and reach out to people you can trust. That's some great advice. Thank you so much for joining me today. And Julie, for yourself, what would be uh, the final thought for listeners today? A reminder that every financial situation, no matter how bad, has a path forward. Even if you need to declare bankruptcy, which feels like the end of the world to a lot of people, that gets scrubbed from your credit report six years from the date that it happened. So even that won't follow you around for the rest of your life. Not the end of the world. No, absolutely. And like I said, the important thing is to get help. So for those who may be struggling with managing their debt, you know, there's some great information on our website as well, bdodebt.ca. We also have financial wellness programs. So if you're an employer who wants to help your employees with, you know, expanding their financial knowledge, giving them some help on on things that they can do with regards to budgeting and financial planning and all that stuff, reach out to us uh, and and we'll come free of charge, right? We'll bring lunch even (laughs) for your team and give them that knowledge. Also, thank you listeners for always tuning in. If you have a comment or question, you can reach me at 800-563-8337 or email me at yourmoneyatbdo.ca. Until next week, I'm Nancy Snedden. Stay safe and be well, everyone. If you have a question or comment, send an email to yourmoneyatbdo.ca. This has been Your Money with Nancy Snedden of BDO, Licensed Insolvency Trustees on your VOCM.